Hello, this is Vincent and Valerie Woodard. Woodard, and we'd like to welcome you to this presentation on the 10 Keys of a Kingdom Marriage. Yes, we'd also like to take a moment to thank Pastor Keisha and Eric Spivey for giving us the opportunity to share with Ripple Effects Kenya. Mm-hmm. And look, a little bit about us. We've been married for over 20 years, mm-hmm. but for a lot of those years, we struggled. That's why we formed Couples Pursuit. Our primary goal is to conceive, compile, and communicate the tools necessary for maintaining a successful marriage. Yes. From courtship to covenant to commitment, we coach others using these same biblical principles that we're going to teach you today. So, baby, I'm excited. Let's I'm get excited started. too. Let's yes. get started. All right, let's switch over to our PowerPoint. And all righty, let's rock and roll. Okay, kingdom marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to start with this. This session is going to include several passages of scripture, all of which will be provided for you to review through a link to our website per your, or per your request by emailing support at couplespursuit.com. Mm-hmm. So don't worry if you don't get them all written down. If you don't have your Bible with you, we're going to provide that for you. That's right. That's right. All right. So um, what will you learn? First is what is the kingdom? Mm-hmm. All right. Secondly, what is a kingdom marriage? And third, what is the purpose of a kingdom marriage? Okay. So what is kingdom? Mm -hmm. The kingdom is a spiritual realm over which God rules as king or the fulfillment of God's will on the earth. That's good. Good stuff. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and what is a kingdom marriage? Mm -hmm. All right. The uniting of man and woman in a sacred ceremony, committing themselves to one another as husband and wife under the authority of God's word, And for his purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many benefits for the couple. Christ, his example, and his teachings are the central focus of this sacred union. The marriage ceremony is one example of a covenant between God and creation. Um, We'll talk about that a little more in a moment. Okay. So what is the purpose of kingdom marriage? Uh, mm. All right. We're going to break this down into a couple of parts here. Mm -hmm. First, the creation. Yeah. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27, we'll be reading from the New Living Translation for the purposes of this um, session. Verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our own image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. 27 says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff. Okay. All righty. And so now we move on to the call. And we're staying in the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to go to chapter 2, starting at verse 21. Um, it says, it reads, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept. The Lord God took out one of the man's ribs Mm -hmm. and closed up the opening. 22. Then the Lord God uh, made a woman from the rib Mm -hmm. and he brought her to the man. Yes. (laughs) 23. The verse says, at last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Uh, She will be called woman because she was taken from man. 24. This explains why a man should leave his father and his mother and join, be joined to his wife, and the two are united together as one. Absolutely. Okay, that leads us to our key number one. 
In a kingdom marriage, a man and a woman commit themselves to live in unison under divine authority so they can replicate God's image and expand his rule in the world through both their individual and joint callings. So we're not supposed to have the same calling. We can't we we can be individuals. We can move. We are yeah. we are individuals. We can move independently. You have one calling on your life. Okay. I have another calling on my life, but as husband and wife, we have the call to fulfill the purpose of God within our marriage. Okay. And that marriage may have a calling. For us, it is couples pursuit. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. part of our calling as a married couple. That's right. But I minister in music mm-hmm. and you minister in the word. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. And and it works together and yes. God knew that it would, you know. Yes. It's, it's so awesome how that works out. It is. Okay. So that's key number one. Let's move on to number two. All right. Key number two. Uh, marriage exists to glorify God by spanning his rule and his reach. Mm-hmm. It reflects his likeness here on earth. When you focus on God's purpose for marriage, everything else will fall into place like love, happiness, and fulfillment. Absolutely. That's good. Now, this next section to me is is one of the most important parts okay, okay, okay. the covenant mm-hmm. a covenant as it pertains to marriage in the kingdom of god is a spiritual agreement between man and woman to fulfill god's purpose in the kingdom the conditions god set are specific and he promises to bless us if we obey them mm-hmm. when we choose not to honor god's covenant we cannot receive his blessings uh, a wedding ceremony is sacred and the traditional vows are as follows In the name of God, I take you to be my wife or husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until parted by death. Too often, these vows are taken without fully acknowledging what they mean. You know what? A covenant, um, God honors a covenant. Yes. In the Old Testament, there are many um, stories when people form covenants, when they mean something so much, mm-hmm. um, two people were form what we call a covenant. It happened with David and Jonathan, mm-hmm. and it happened uh, with um, Abraham, even with yes. God. Yeah. And so what would happen is that um, when it, when two people made a covenant with one another, mm-hmm. they would actually get an animal. It could be a calf or oxen or some livestock, mm-hmm. and they would actually cut the animal in half. Mm-hmm. And they would separate the animal. And the two people that made the covenant with one another would actually would hold hands, and they would walk in between the um, two halves of the animal. Mm-hmm. This symbolizes that it's how much they honored and they took this vow that they made seriously with the person that they walked through with, that they're, they're basically saying, if I don't hold up what I vowed to you to do, mm-hmm. may what happened to this animal happen to me. And it's, so it was, that, it was that serious, not based on the performance of the other person. They said, right. if I don't hold up right. my, what we call in the day's terminology, say my end of the bargain. Right. But the vow that I made with this other person. Yes. Uh, and, and one step further, uh, so Abraham... Um, he talked to God and God said, you know, I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And if it, it, just go outside, see if you can count them. Whatever you can count, <laughs> it'd be that and much more. And Abraham was like, wow, that's awesome. But then God made Abraham, Abraham another promise and said that I would also give your descendants this land that I would take you in. Mm-hmm. And Abraham was like, well, 
my descendants, that mean I might not be here. How will I know? Right. How will I know that this will happen? Mm-hmm. And God said, you know what? Let's make a covenant. Go get an animal. He gave him a list of animals, actually, to go. And Abraham went and got the animals. He cut them, set them apart. And he was waiting. He said, yeah, all right, me and God, we're going to make this covenant. But God honored this covenant so much mm-hmm. that he actually put Abraham to sleep. Right. And God actually went through the animals himself. Right. He made a covenant with, with himself. himself. That's how serious he took that. He didn't want it. He didn't want Abraham to bear responsibility. Of what if he failed? God said, "Look, it won't fail. I'm going to do this, right. and I honor it so much that I'm going to make it on my name." Yeah. And so that's how serious God takes covenants. And in marriage yeah. is the same way. We make a covenant. We have to go into it with that same mindset that right. it's serious. Yes, yes, we we take a vow and. Mm-hmm. You know, we're cautioned not to make vows lightly because vows are not meant to be broken. That includes uh, the vow we make to be husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Okay, that leads us to key number three. Key number three. Okay. Kingdom couples share a purpose, Mm -hmm. not just passion. Yeah. Emotions change, but the purpose remains and is what binds them until death does them part yes yes that's yes, basically yes. what we said so it's not to be taken lightly that's true so purpose not just passion yes yes yeah. and we're going to talk about that also um, much more in a moment but recognize what we made the vow for mm-hmm. we made a commitment to another person that your spouse and it's not just because the way you, they make you tingle, make you laugh, and right. you know I just love them so much. Yeah. No, it's a purpose. We have a purpose. Yes, we have more than than we have more than an opportunity to just be together and 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 produce children for the sake of doing it. It's to further the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <coughs> so number four, key number four, when a couple reflects God and His image in their roles and responsibilities. That's the beginning of a kingdom marriage. Wow, that's that's a lot. I mean, that it's a short simple, sentence. but it's profound. Yes, it is yes. the beginning of a kingdom marriage. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we differentiate, we say kingdom marriage, is because marriage, you know, represents different things to different di- to different people. But when we are uh, Christ followers, we want to do things as His Word says. That's true. You know, we are to as. Uh, the Lord's prayer says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We are to reflect heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. We are to reflect God's kingdom here in earth. And so our marriage, our lifestyle, our worship, our attention has to look different exactly than the world does. Mm-hmm. We are in the world, but not of it. And so our life has to reflect that. Amen. Amen. All right. Key number five. The closer God and his rule are tied to the definition of marriage, the more order, productivity, and fulfillment is seen in our marriages. Mm. The further away God and his rule are from the definition of marriage, the more chaotic it will become. It's as simple as that. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. And it's, it's so many times um, we get married because maybe what we, the person feels, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even for security purposes. Right. Maybe because... Um, we know we can um, have a good li- a life, you know, but we we kind of like well, and if God comes along and if mm-hmm. He blesses us, then so be it. But it's, I mean, God always meant for marriage to start yes. with Him, yes. and if he, he always would like to be in it, if you keep Him first and foremost. Look, we did an example one time mm-hmm. where um, we was actually taught this in our premarital counseling. Oh yeah, of yes. the triangle. Yes. So okay. when we have. 
Um, on one side, it's my individual. This is me. And here I am. And that's her. Mm-hmm. And then our individual vertical relationship with um, God mm-hmm. is that's what this top of this triangle represents. Yes, God is here. That's right. So whenever we keep God, first and foremost, we will meet right there with God. Mm-hmm. And then the furthest we can ever get apart. Mm-hmm. We'll always stay connected. Is this as long as we keep this triangle together right. and keep God in the midst? This is the first we'll ever get apart. We can be like this sometimes, but, the, mm-hmm. but we get always, always connected. But when we separate, mm-hmm. when we take God out the midst, mm-hmm. uh, we can separate and become disconnected. Right. And it just grows and grows. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to always keep your personal relationship with God first and foremost. And from that, your marriage will just be that much more strong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. When we learned how to set our differences aside and really submit to him, Mm -hmm. you know, all of our mind, will, emotion, everything to him, then we became closer. That's true. Yeah, we became closer as friends. We became closer as partners. We became closer as lovers. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that it works. And and, uh, it'll bless your life, I promise you. Yes, it will. Okay. All right, let's move on to our next section, which is the commitment. The commitment. Alrighty. Um, The commitment is to to enter God's covenant of kingdom marriage. We should have a personal, individual relationship with God the Father before we make the decision to join with another in marriage. Mm -hmm. If we have married prior to giving our life to Christ, we should do our best to align ourselves with his word, his commandments and principles going forward. Mm -hmm. If we have received Christ, we have also received the fruit of his spirit. The fruit sustains all believers, married and single. Mm-hmm. And um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. peace, yes. patience, kindness, gen- generosity, mm-hmm. faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ooh. <laughs> so it's so good. <laughs> and, and sometimes, do you, you ever wonder, sometimes you can get upset with your spouse mm-hmm. and some things happen and you're like, I just can't control myself. I just get so angry. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, man, I'm just so mad. I don't feel like being generous today. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't have any I don't joy. I don't joy feel joyful. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the, the lover, I don't know if I would even like her right now. Oh, you know, that oh, person, wow. <laughs> you know, and, and that's why this, this verse is so important because it's, it's saying the fruit of the spirit. As long as we have, we have to have the spirit inside of us. We have to receive right. God. When we receive Jesus Christ and believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. and he, he said simply he would send us a comforter. He would yes. send us another. He had to mm-hmm. go away so he could send us another. And that other was the Holy Spirit that's mm-hmm. inside of us. Yes. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit being inside of us, or we are able to do things we're not, we didn't think we were, were possible. Right. You know. <laughs> that may not be possible in and of our own flesh. Mm-hmm. Because when you love, love is unconditional. And mm-hmm. we're going to get to the to the the content or the standard of love a little bit later but love is going to cause me to choose love joy peace patience kindness generosity faithfulness gentleness and self-control over my emotion that's right whether Mm -hmm. my spouse is 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 right or not whether my spouse is is pleasing me at the time uh i'm going to choose to operate in the fruit of the spirit that lives inside of me. Mm-hmm. And if I if I say I'm unable to do that, then 
It's either me or the Holy Spirit that's lying. <laughs> it's not the Holy Spirit. Because he said we can do all things through Christ that's who strengthens right. us. That's and right. yes, Christ strengthens us and the Holy Spirit comforts us. And the word says in John uh, chapter 14, I believe it's 16 and 17, that he would be with us and he would both be in us. It's mm -hmm. somewhere around that that area in that word that the Holy Spirit would be both with us and in us and he would guide us and he would lead us into all truth. That's in another section of the word. But it's true. That's true. If we are submitted to God, we will show that in the fruit of our, our relationship with our spouse. Yes, that's right. And in of yourself, mm -hmm. you just try to say, well, I can't do that. I don't believe I can do that. That right. was me for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was right. <laughs> I had to have the Holy Spirit inside of me yeah. to do the things that later on that we're going to, we're going to talk about mm -hmm. how to love, how to show kindness and generosity, yeah. all those things. You know, he just, he's the comforter. That's what he does. Yes. And we have to um, accept that and accept that yes. we can do it. Now, sometimes it might be, you know, we have to learn how to do it and keep doing it over and over again mm -hmm. because we're not, we're not our flesh and our souls they're not perfect. They're still come, become, if we won't get up, affect the bodies until we join with Christ. Right. But our spirit is perfect. Yes. And so we're spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. And with three part beings, our spirit is perfect when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And But our, we, our soul and our body are still working. It's, we're still yes. doing some work inside. So, but you are able to. You are. You are. <laughs> and according to one of my favorite portions of scripture, Romans 12 and 1, that portion of scripture i i would admonish you to read the entire chapter but um romans chapter 12 when it when it starts it talks about um i beseech you therefore brethren like i i draw you i i compel you i mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm i'm begging of you by the mercies of god present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and then be renewed i'm paraphrasing now it goes on to say be renewed by the uh be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm -hmm. right? And we can do that by getting into the word. So when when Vincent talks about the the soul and the body, that's the part that's going to be renewed. That's right. Right? Because our spirit can't be any more perfect once we receive Christ because we, we become one in spirit with him. But that body and that soul, we have to get that under that's control. Right. Every day. Every, <laughs> Every day. day. Every day. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on more with the commitment in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 7. 2 says, the Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them with the question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he permitted it, they said. He said, a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded, he wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. Mm. Sounds like there was no fruit of the spirit in operation there. Verse seven says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother <coughs> and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. That's right. That is so good. That is so yes. good. You know, um, this verse right here, some people say, well, what if I've been married before? But, okay, God, we, he knows things happen with humans. But what he's saying, he's saying he's honoring the what. Mm -hmm. If you made a vow to the person that you're married to right now, mm -hmm. God said he honors 
the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not necessarily going to sh- show you who tell you who to marry. You know, tell you when to have children, all those things. What he does is he honors that fact that you made a vow mm-hmm. to your spouse mm-hmm. to live before God and to you know be fruitful and multiply. Right. And that's the what that he honors. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, number six, key number six. In a strong marriage, Mm -hmm. happiness is the desired benefit, but it's not the main goal. Hmm. The goal of marriage is to reflect God through the advancement of his kingdom on earth. Mm -hmm. Happiness will follow naturally if we pursue this goal. This does not mean that being unhappy is God's will. Right. (laughs) Remember, kingdom marriage, the uniting of a man and woman in the holy ceremony committing themselves to one another as husband and wife Mm -hmm. under the authority of God's word and for his purpose. We will align with his purpose. Happiness. I'm sorry. When we align with his purpose, happiness is inevitable. Yes. It's God knows. Look, first of all, he he wants you to be happy, but he doesn't want you to make like be so, so, um, Solely surviving on yourself or relying on yourself right. to make yourself happy. He says, "Seek me first. Right. And I'm, I'm jumping ahead because it's the verse in Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will and you. He will give you everything you need." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you seek God first, and then from that you will find yourself, man, more the happiness and joyful and, and, and just playful and ecstatic and, and all those things in your marriage because right. you are seeking God first. And he right. knows what you desire. He knows what you need. Yes, and, and he it, desires to give it to you. And, and, it, and it's true because once you get your mind off of your self, uh, selfish needs, mm-hmm. self-seeking desires, and you put your mind on the things of God, he will take care of your business. Yes. You take care of God's business, he'll take care of your business. Yes. Okay. All right. So love is a demonstration, mm. not a feeling. Right. Right. Love is a demonstration, not a feeling. According to First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses two through seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Two says, If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Mm. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. Wow. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Ooh. <laughs> that alone could save the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. It, it's, we have to understand that it's so important. God, God loves you so much. Yes. That he desires, he loves it when other people love you too. <laughs> He's like, you know, all the things that we can do for one another, we just do it just to please God and not 
help people, not to bless people, not to love people. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we really doing? Because God loves us just that much that he gave us only begotten son. We learned that in John three sixteen. Yes. And when we don't act in love, we don't be, when we don't um admonish each other, mm-hmm. you know, and try to edify each other. Right. And all those things because we genuinely genuinely care about each other and mm-hmm. want the best for the other person. What what are we really doing? What yeah. are you, what are we doing it for? Right, and that's what this whole verse is really saying. Yeah, I mean, speaking in tongue, the gifts of prophecy, mm-hmm. all those things are important. Right, and the writer here is Paul. He's not minimizing that, right. but he's just saying. But at the base of it, of the base of it, love. yes, it's if you don't have love, what are we really doing here? Right. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. So, if you find yourself in a pinch. In a situation where you feel like you can't operate in the fruit of the spirit. Okay. Go on over to 1 Corinthians 13, 2 through 7 and see, get it, do a self check. Mm -hmm. Check yourself because if you're not operating the fruit of the spirit and however you're feeling is against 1 Corinthians 13, 2 and 7, we need to have a checkup. Exactly. Is that, and even if you think you're doing so many other things right, you mm-hmm. know, I work every day. They know I go to work. I pay you know, the I bills. fix the cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I take the kids. I take care of the kids. Well, you know, all those things are good. Thank you, ma'am, sir. Right. But do you love me? Are you yes. lo- are you showing your love for me? Are you respectful? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, we could get caught up in that forever. Let's go on. Newsflash. The motive for marriage should not be romantic love. Mm. What? Right. As Christians, we are all commanded to love one another. There are four types of love. The first is called eros Mm. or erotic, passionate love, that romantic love. Philia, love of friends and equals. Storge, love of parents for children. And then agape, love of mankind. Mm -hmm. Eros or romantic love is a benefit of marriage. And intimacy shared with our spouse is one of the greatest gifts we can receive. It is good that we desire to experience this kind of love, but not outside of God's will and design. No, no. And we spoke basically all this earlier. And it's all different kinds. You know, love is love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever context you use it in, whether it's with that, that passionate love with your spouse mm-hmm. and, you know, all that love for a friend or a family member, whatever way we, we use it with our parents, with our children, even that friend, your best friend or whatever, hopefully that's your spouse. But if, yes. <laughs> if you haven't worked, quite worked your way to that yet, it's just mm-hmm. all those things, but it's still, it's still love and we're still supposed to show it and we're supposed to demonstrate it, you know, every yeah. day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good space to put a pen. Checkpoint. Also, checkpoint. So mm-hmm. now that we have discovered the sacred purpose and intent of marriage, it becomes easier to understand why Satan desires to deceive us by convincing us that A, marriage is not important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. B, marriage is not sacred or divine. Mm-hmm. C, marriage is not just between a man and a woman. That's what mm. Satan wants to believe. And D, marriage can be successful without God at the center of it. Right. And when you find yourself having these thoughts, you know, and, and and thinking on things that you know God will disapprove of, mm-hmm. you know, now you know. If you didn't, if we, you didn't really have a good basis now, that's what this whole training is for. Because I, I guarantee, like we started off earlier, this is 
um, some of the key biblical principles that has saved our marriage, has healed our marriage, that has helped our marriage not only to just survive, but actually but thrive. thrive. Yes. yes. And we and we still build on it, even <laughs> mm-hmm. to this day. Absolutely. And we, now we know what God desires. Anything that's not of that desire, we know it's working against us, against not us. for us. And that it comes from Satan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So now we get to the charge. Mm. The charge. What are we called to do? Ephesians chapter 5, 17, and then verses 21, actually through 33. All right, so I'm going to start here. 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand that the Lord, what the Lord wants you to do. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean and washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, honey, will you take 28 through 33? Yes, um, Ephesians uh, 5, 28 to 33. Mm-hmm. Um, 28, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Yes. For a man will, lead, will love his wife, as, for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Mm-hmm. Verse 29 says, no one hates his body, but fe- feeds it and cares for it. Right. Just as Christ cares for the church. Mm-hmm. 30 says, we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and his mother mm-hmm. and is joined to his wife and the two are united unto one. Mm-hmm. Verse 32, this is a great mystery, it is. but it is the illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. Mm-hmm. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Wow. That, that, mm-hmm. back up baby, verse 20, verse 21 I know uh-huh. me, me and sometimes we get caught up on the fact that um, the wives, you know, you're supposed to submit to me. You know, you're supposed to, you know, <laughs> so right. you're supposed to submit to me or whatever. But see, before you, you even started this, what we call the charge, mm-hmm. it's a verse that I really want men to get. I really want men to capture. It says, don't act thoughtful, um, thought, thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And further. Submit to one another out of reference for Christ. Now, submitting to one another is basically saying, I want the best for you as you want for me. Right. I, I'm i I'm rooting for you. Right. I'm desiring for you to be just as happy as I am. I, I should not be happy and ecstatic and, and content and you're over here miserable. Suffering. Yeah. Yes. And, I, I'm, and I'm okay with it. Right. It, that's not, that, it should not be that way. Mm-hmm. We should, it should be a team effort. And I should want the best for her, just like my wife would want the best for me. So, man, I really want you to get that point right there. Is that, yeah, you're you're the head, wife submits, but why? Do not lose the fact that what the Lord wants from you and what he desires for for marriage. Right. Headship is about, it is more about responsibility than it is about control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The wife submits so that the husband can bear she can get up under him and he bears the weight that's right and the responsibility of the household and his responsibility to god 
is to care for her like he cares for his church. And mm-hmm. the woman's responsibility is to respect him in the place that God has put him in. And also to fulfill the responsibility, the great responsibility we have as women to be a help meet because we help our husbands to meet their vision, to meet their goals, to uh, raise our children and to uh, take care of our households. And also we work and do other things. We are equal in quality and importance That's right. to our husbands, but we have separate responsibilities if that makes sense and if we do all these things here are the cause and the effect Mm -hmm. okay and i want to say that the 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 marriage is the illustration of the way christ loves the church Mm -hmm. so you know we're supposed to emulate that you know christ is the bridegroom we the church are the the bride bride. Mm -hmm. and the way christ cares for the church is the way that Christ desires a man to care for his bride. Yes. It's, 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 if you ever get lost in what am I supposed to do as a man, how mm-hmm. might I have a father figure, a mm-hmm. spiritual leader, or just somebody that I could turn to, you go to this word and you look how Christ treated the church. Mm-hmm. And then that is the illustration that we're supposed to copy. Absolutely. Yes. And, that, and we'll probably have the Holy Spirit also to help yes. guide us into all these things. So yeah. the cause and effect... <laughs> Okay. Uh, as we stated before, the conditions God set are specific, mm-hmm. and God promises to bless us if we obey them. When we choose not to honor covenants, we cannot receive blessings. Right. When we abandon the plan God has given us and choose our own way of doing things, it sets off a chain reaction that not only affects us, but generations to come. Absolutely. Um. Conversely, when we obey, we see that a kingdom marriage creates a kingdom family. Mm-hmm. A kingdom family creates a kingdom community. A kingdom community creates a kingdom state. A kingdom state creates a kingdom nation. And a yes. kingdom nation creates a kingdom world. Yes. We are essential to God's plan. Absolutely. Just imagine if a better a better me mm-hmm. better is a me. better we. Right. And a better we is a better family. Yes. And then from there, a kingdom family. Mm-hmm. And it just goes on and on. And what if we just started with that idea? Yeah. How much, how, man, how much better this world would be if Absolutely. each person started with that idea. Each yeah. marriage started with that idea. So what we do matters. Mm-hmm. How we are, how we show up in the world matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to lead us to our next three keys. Okay. Key number seven. Civilization is built on the family and marriage is the foundation of the family. Therefore, destroying marriage destroys civilization, Mm -hmm. which is why it's critical that the church focuses on strengthening marriages and families as its mission. Plain and simple. Yeah, we we discussed a lot of that. Better family, better world. Yeah, exactly. Right? All right. Key number Um, eight. Key number eight. Truth is God-based knowledge that transcends all cultural, economic, and belief-based boundaries. Yes. This is the standard by which all knowledge is measured. Look, the truth is basically this. God's view of the matter. Is it whenever you're wondering what is true, what is what can I believe? What, I, what does God say about the situation? Mm-hmm. There we go. That there, there's your truth. Absolutely. <laughs> Somehow we missed number nine, number nine in here. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, Number 10, we'll come back to number nine. You can pull it up on the um, 
on your notes. Okay. Number 10 says the number one way to bring God glory is by surrendering to his sovereign rule. So basically, if we just do what God has said of us to do, take the responsibility, then we are able to do exactly what he said. Be prosperous and live in this world and create those families of believers, families of those that love Christ, families that believe in God, that will continue to build family after family and a legacy of faith. And the world will be a better place because we are obedient to Christ. Yes. And that starts with God's original institution. Remember, we talked about creation and then we talked about the call. And then the covenant and then commitment and then the cause and effect of all of those things. God has given us everything that we have need of. He's given us the fruit of the spirit. He has given us uh, directions on how to love. He has told us how to pray when we don't ha know how to pray. And um, that leads us to point number nine that we skipped. Oh, point number nine <laughs> is... Um, Marriages are crumbling, mm -hmm. not because we no longer get along, but because we have lost sight of what biblical marriage is about. Yeah. Now, put it plain and simply, marriage is not merely a social contract, right. but it's a sacred covenant. Yes. And we'll get that in the slide so you will have it yeah. um, during your review. But um, marriage is, this divorce rate is so high. We know mm -hmm. that we know the numbers. We might have heard the numbers. It's over 50%. Right. Um, but... I believe that because we're losing focus of what actually a kingdom marriage is. Some mm -hmm. of us don't even might, might even acknowledge um, a kingdom marriage, but if I understand, if we get this focus, if we get it deep down in our hearts. We let it settle in good soil and mm -hmm. let it and, and cultivate it and nurture it and let it grow. I believe that you know you can start right now blessing your whole generation, your whole family line, mm -hmm. if we understand what a kingdom marriage is, these principles, and then put them in practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Put them in practice. And, and we can do it, right? Yes. We yes. can do it. It is possible for us to do that. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're down to the end now. We're going to wrap up. But as we close, we pray that you've heard something that will aid you in understanding what kingdom marriage is, what its purpose is, and what your role in it is. It's extremely important, this last thing, that you pray one for another. Mm -hmm. Couples that learn to pray uh, for and with their spouses will be able to experience vibrant, abundant uh, marriage instead. I'm sorry, the marriage that God intended. Whether you are married or have a desire to be, please allow us to pray for you that God will lead you and guide you. Amen. Amen. Hey, bow, please. I'm Heavenly Father, Lord. We love you. We adore you. God, we thank you. We thank you for this word. We thank you for this presentation. We thank you for this um, people that are yes, God. hearing your word. We thank you for the ones that desire to know you more and desire to live a kingdom marriage, I speak life into their marriage right yes, now. Yes, Lord. Lord, I speak that they desire to get closer to you and know mm -hmm. your word. I see that any obstacles that were coming to their past, I pray that they be removed yes. and that they will um, diligently and step over those obstacles and remove yes. them, Lord, even the more so, so they can get closer to you by any means necessary because they you, know Jesus. that if they get closer to you, they can get a relationship with you, mm -hmm. their marriage will be that much more stronger, the families will be that much more stronger, this world will be that much more stronger, Lord. We yes. love you and we adore you and we thank you. We thank you. Mm -hmm. We thank you. Um, name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the very last thing we want to share is 
the opportunity to make connection. If you would like to see more video content about marriage, relationship, and family, please visit us at couplespursuit.com slash videos. We are so grateful to have had this opportunity. Again, we want to thank Pastor Keisha and Eric Spivey for giving us this opportunity. We bless you all there in Kenya. We pray that your marriages prosper. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. Keep you from all hurt, harm, danger, sickness, disease, and virus. In Jesus' name we pray. Until next time, we'll see you here on Couples Pursuit. Bye. Bye. Amen. Amen.